0: to our teachers, amen. Thank you all for your
1: patience, appreciate you. Make sure this is on one. Okay, sharing screen. okay amen
0: okay so these are going to be popping up so sorry about that everybody okay so for those of you who are just joining welcome god bless you prophet andrea just opened us up with prayer so we're going to go ahead and get started again thank you for joining us on behalf of apostle teresa harvard johnson and the entire scribal conservatory arts and worship center um team and community god bless each and every one of you so, you um, are here the day after uh, Christmas. So, Merry Christmas again. And um, let's just get going. Um, so, this is just the copyright pre- page. Um, anything that you uh, see, anything that you uh, hear is going to be uh, copywritten by myself. I may make reference to um, any teachings from past teachings on this series by prophet Andrea and um, apostle Teresa. So just know um, that the information is original unless um, I let you know if it's a quote or something of that nature. Um, okay, so also there will be quotes from the Bible, the King James International Amplify, and also I'm using Messenger on today. Amen. Um, so the Scribe Conservatory, this is our overview. For those of you who have joined us several several times, you are very familiar with this, but I just want to uh, bring your attention to um, the, the last portion of this, which is we uh, conserve the following principles Um, And this is our measure. And our whole goal at the conservatory is to transform nations. We are also reinforcing covenant, elevating Christ above men and increasing understanding. Okay, so anytime we minister, anytime we interact with with you, we want to make sure that these these uh, principles are in the forefront of all that we do. So praise God. Um, We are in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, for those of you who didn't know that already, (laughs) and if you want to get in touch with Apostle Teresa, this is the email here, and of course, this is our Facebook page and the website. Um, Also, we have Bible study typically on Tuesdays, but I believe the Bible study is Uh, Going to be moved as well this Tuesday for the new year, I believe. Let me Yeah, I believe so. Um, But we will clarify that on the page. Or by the time this is over, somebody may know that already. Does anybody already know what day our Bible study is this, this week for the new year? Okay. Oh, the chat. Let's see. No Bible study this week. Okay, thank you. Thank you, praise God. Okay. All right, so uh, moving forward, when Bible study picks back up, it's on Tuesdays at 7.30. And this is where you find us. This is what you're gonna be looking for on Facebook, the logo, so you can see that. Okay, praise God. We do have New Year's service. Yes. Okay, so we do have New Year's service, but we do not have uh, Bible study. Um, Please don't forget to subscribe to Apostles um, Podcast. It's so powerful and anointed, um, the Chamber of the Scribes. So just type that in. I think it's on all streaming platforms at this time. Um, And if there's something different, again, someone will put it in the chat. So just keep an eye out for that. Also, Dr. K has a podcast as well. So just be on the lookout for those and subscribe and listen at, at your leisure. Excuse me. And when you're giving, this is how you give. Let me move my face out of the way. Okay, so um, please uh, take a screenshot so you can just have it because you never know you may just be going about your day and you may get an unction by Holy Spirit to sow a seed into apostles life and it could be on a, a Thursday morning. So you want to look at your screenshot and say, ah, this is how I send it. See, there you go. All right. So go ahead and take a screenshot of that. Amen. <laughs> okay. So we are going to continue uh, our series on today, Minding Your Own Business Continued. And, um, but uh, it's going to be a little bit different. And I'm really excited. Uh, and I have great expectation by way of Holy Spirit on today, and so um, I just pray that you all are open to receive as I believe you are because you're here, and um, let's just get started. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So, let's go with the review first. Last week, we talked about um, your authentic self. We talked about uh, productivity the power of identity, unnecessary warfare, and staying on the path set for you. If you were not able to catch last week's teaching or this entire series, I believe they are posted in the Bible study group um, or in the, uh, the on the main page, whichever. I know they're posted at some point. Um, The scripture that we, one of the scriptures that I went over last week is Romans 15 and 7. And it reads, accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Okay. And basically accepting one another, we're talking about in the area of assignment. Okay, this is what Holy Spirit gave me, and it just it blessed me. It blessed the people of God because it gave us a a different perspective uh, concerning uh, minding our own business and how the assignment that the Lord has given us is our business. And when we accept. What other people have been called to, it allows us to stay in alignment. Praise God. So there would be no minding anyone else's business if we would just accept the assignment on others. Accept that there may be someone who may have a greater grace than you. Accept that uh, someone uh, may need to walk closer to the leader and you don't get jealous or envious or compare with what you've been called to do. Or maybe accept that. Someone may have more responsibility responsibility than you, more, more responsibility in church, more responsibility in the ministry, more responsibility uh, in a home life, on the job, uh, in careers, in the marketplace, praise God, and also to accept when God promotes your fellow brothers and sisters without side-eyeing them, okay, without questioning when it's your time and your turn, and God, I've been saved for 20 years, you know, all of those types of things. You want to make sure that we are accepting it, and as we accept what the Lord is doing in other people's lives, then we can stay focused on what he's given us to do. Amen. So let's talk about um, what's been happening during the series that we've been in that uh, Prophet Andrea and myself have been uh, teaching. We have been in a spiritual growth strategy, okay? That's what the Lord gave me. So you've been learning about the importance of minding your own business. So this week, people of God, we are continuing growth as maturity is desired in the people of God. Your hearts have been prepared these past few weeks concerning the subject, and now we are about to go even higher. So, so if, if I were in a sanctuary, I would say, look at your neighbor and say, buckle up. All right, <laughs> praise God. So as you can see, I want you guys to look at this picture just for a second. Um, it could be a marble, but whatever it is, it's two things are happening right now. In this picture, as you look through this marble, things are amplified, meaning they are closer than they um, they are in real life. They are amplified. And the second thing that that is going on in this picture is things are turned upside down. And that's what's about to happen today. Today, something... And your spirit will be amplified and your understanding is going to be turned upside down. So I just want to get you guys uh, prepared for that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we are going to shift on today. So I just want you all, wherever you are, just say shift. And you can unmute yourself so I can hear you. So, because this is important. It's it's shift. Amen. It's about agreement. Come on, everybody. Shift. 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 Let's shift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Shift. Shift. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. So today we're going to shift. We are focusing on the importance of your own relationship with Christ will shift you. And we've talked about that. Also, When we shift, a higher place of understanding takes place, right? And a higher place of peace takes place when you shift. Also, when we are shifting, a place of identity in Christ is understood. And there is a whole different type of of beast, and that's in quotes, if you understand that lingo, That occurs in a man and woman of God when we truly know who we are in Christ. We talk different. We walk different. We understand different wisdom pours out of us differently. Uh, We are able to help people get through situations when we know who we are in Christ. We just have the answer. We have have a way that Holy Spirit gives us a, a, a way to answer every man and every problem within our realm that we've been assigned to. It's something about that shift that takes place in our lives where that identity becomes so magnified and amplified that it turns us upside down. And what does that do to us? And what does that do for us? It allows us to go from a place of walking in the flesh and 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 walking in the earth and on the earth to we are now in a higher place of everything that we're doing and dealing with. Hallelujah. So today we are going to shift into God's business because we have been prepared from the teachings of minding our own business, okay? So today we're going to talk about God's heart. We're gonna talk about God's trust. We're gonna talk about God's prophetic insight. We're going to talk about God's people. And instead of minding our own business, the title is risky business so that we can have a balance with what we're doing on today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's talk about God's heart. Let's talk about God's heart. We often talk about having having the heart of God, but capturing God's heart is what allows us to move under an open heaven, okay? I wanna give you this example from the Bible. David is a great example of capturing God's heart. David was a type of Christ with human flaws, okay? So David compared to Jesus. David means beloved, which he was loved by God. We all are, but this is the comparison. He was born in Bethlehem like Jesus. David was anointed like Jesus. David was a shepherd like Jesus. And he was a king like Jesus is. I believe David captured God's heart because he made himself available to be used like Jesus would be. David knew how to repent, okay? And while Jesus forgives, David had the heart posture of forgive me, forgive me, while Jesus forgive them. Okay, so just keep that comparison in mind. Praise God. Let's keep going. So where was David? David first was in the fields, tending to the sheep. What was he doing? Minding his business. When God called him into his true purpose, he was minding his business. David was hidden in hopes that his half brothers would be chosen before him. Okay, stay with me here. It was, it doesn't matter, people of God. It doesn't matter where you are and what you're doing or who tries to block what belongs to you. When God gets ready to call you into destiny, he knows how to find you. So, when I think about what David was doing when he was anointed to become king, he was not even in the house, not even considered a prospect, okay? But that let me know something important. It tells me that I don't have to position myself to be seen or found by God. It says, Because God is in every place. He's in the field with you. As you are minding your business about what you've been called to do in the area of acceptance, when you've accepted the call and you're in your area and then those around you are minding their business and they've accepted what you've been called to do, it doesn't matter what area that is. When it's time to shift, the Lord can find you exactly where you he will meet you, where you are. Apostle talks about this all the time. He will meet us where we are and he will bring us up from that place of wherever he finds us. Oh, hallelujah. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. We just setting in foundation. Psalms 139, two to 23. Now, I know this is a little bit long, but I wanna read this because I want you to hear the words This is how David, I believe, captured God's heart because he spoke to God like this. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. And you are intimately acquainted with all my ways, even before there was a word on my tongue. Behold, oh Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high for me. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence if I ascend to the heavens? you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there, your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness in the not dark to you, And the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For you formed, for you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Hallelujah wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret hallelujah and it goes on but do you hear do you hear the heart posture of a man who captured God's heart oh let's keep going let's keep going and skillfully and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them if I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would stay, would slay the wicked. Oh God, depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed, for they speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O oh Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you, hate them with the utmost hatred? They have uh, become my enemies. Search me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In order. In order for us to understand God's business, in order to shift into that realm of God's business, we have to understand how to capture his heart. Let's talk about God's trust next. Hallelujah. Can God trust you? We often talk about we trusting God, but can God trust you? hallelujah see the seasons of testing and trials allows god to see what your spiritual dna is made of when we come through the challenges he is looking for himself and when he sees himself that is when he can trust us and i'm reminded of prophet andrea's chart that she had with with the filtering right when, when it starts out, when we're getting converted, when we're getting to know God and we just got, there's, there's all kind of gook that's coming through that filter. But there comes a point where there's a shifting that takes place, where we are in our true, full identity in Christ. When we go from servant to friend, when we go from saved to sonship, when we go to re- from religion to relationship, and when we get to that point in that filter, there's no gook coming through that filter anymore. And that's when God sees himself. Hallelujah. God's trust in us allows our relationship with him to grow. God's trust in us gives us access to his plan. Listen, not just his plan for our lives, but then his plan for others. Okay, that's when we're starting to get into God's business. See, we shift from minding our business to God's revealed business all around us. Okay, we've been prepared. We've been preparing you for this part. We've been preparing you by talking about minding your business as a foundation for the shifting that's taking place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's talk about God's prophetic insight. God's prophetic insight. Amen. I want to start with this quote. We are not human beings having spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Okay, and that quote is from Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. I hope I said that right. Praise God. So let's go to 2 Peter 1 and 21. It says, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, okay? Okay, why is this important? Because now we are shifting into God's business. And the prophetic and prophecy is God's business, hallelujah. And we have to understand the origin Of prophecy and where it's coming from, so that when prophetic words begin to flow through us, we do not mistake it for our business. Jesus, let's keep going. Let's keep going because we have a lot to cover. First Corinthians 14 and 3. But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, which is instruction, and exhortation. Which is urging, and consolation, which is comfort. Okay. See, God allows us to peek into the lives of others purposefully. Okay. In other words, Christ isn't revealing something to you just for you to see it. God trusts you to then take action. <clears throat> Amen. And and the purpose of God's business, when he gives us the prophetic, is the foundation of edification, exhortation, and comfort. So when you think you're hearing something from God, when you think you're hearing something from Holy Spirit, I would admonish you to to measure it against 1 Corinthians 14 and 3. So if I, I'm hearing this address, if I say this address out loud, is it for edification? No. Is it for exhortation? No. Is it bringing comfort? No. Will it make me look like a psychic? Yes. Will it bring attention to me and take attention off of Christ? Yes. So although I'm hearing the address, I'm not going to say the address out loud. I'm going to keep that somewhere and pray for whoever lives at that address. And I'm going to say out loud in your home, God wants blah, 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 blah. That is how you do it. Because that's God's business. And we have to make sure that we don't flip God's business and bring it into our business. Because then we're not putting Christ above men like what we do here at the conservatory. My God. Let's keep going. Let's talk about God's people. Let's talk about God's people. God's people are his business. Amen. God is serious about his children, right? This is why he instructs us in his word on how to relate to and handle his children. So John 3.16, everybody should know this or be familiar, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. So salvation is also God's business, right? And why is this important? Because it falls into the mind in our business as well, because there's something about religious people when uh, we must stop, religious people specifically, people must stop relating to people as though we have the inside track on who will perish and who will not, right? Because salvation and where we spend eternity is God's business right? So religion and tradition, what has that done? It has stifled the true intent of sonship. Can you imagine the messages that would be turned upside down like that picture in the beginning? If people would would start writing from a place of of not trying to figure out where people are spending eternity, if people would minister and write their sermons from a place of, of not trying to keep track of, of 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 who's saved and who's not saved. If, if people would stop relating to people as though they're somehow the gatekeepers of eternity, but hold up, bruh, hold up, sis. If you're the gatekeeper of salvation, what do I need John 3 and 16 for? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son That, listen, whoever, 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 whoever believes, wow, my God, can you imagine a world where churches would preach the gospel of the kingdom of God if they came from a place of if you believe, do you know how many people would be encouraged if they would set their issues to the side and focus on the word? I just believe in him should not perish but have eternal life that's encouraging hallelujah let's keep going hallelujah this is the message bible and this is luke 2 41 to 52 I'm gonna read it fast it says Every year, Jesus's parents traveled to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And remember what we just looked at the, the past, uh the past page, we were talking about tradition and how it stifles God's business sometimes. So let's go. Um, <clears throat> uh, The Passover, when he was 12 years old, they went up and they always, hold on, they always always did as they always did for the feast when it was over they left for home the child jesus stayed behind in jerusalem but his parents didn't know it thinking he was somewhere in the company of pilgrims they journeyed for a whole day and they began looking for him among relatives neighbors when they didn't find him they went back to jerusalem jerusalem looking for him the next day they found him in the temple seated among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. The teachers were all quite taken with him, impressed with the sharpness of his answers, but his parents were not impressed. They were upset and hurt. His mother said, young man, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been half out of our minds looking for you. He said, why were you looking for me? didn't you know that I had to be here dealing with the things of my father? But they had no idea what he was talking about. So listen, they prepared for this feast that they do traditionally. But think about this, y'all. She forgot who he was. Familiarity in religion took over. Because I remember when Jesus was in her womb and the angel came and told her exactly who he was. So why here does the Bible talk about they didn't know what what, what he was saying? Why here does the Bible say they were hurt because he was doing what had been predestined before the foundations of this world? Because in this particular culture, we know at 12, you have become a man, hallelujah. So why were they looking for Jesus? He was about his what? Father's business. Hallelujah. They were still operating out of a tradition. Hallelujah. Let's talk about risky business. Let's talk about risky business. What does risky business look like? When you have permission to operate under the anointing of someone else, Oh my God, let's go. Hallelujah. Let's talk about walking on water. We're talking about walking on water figuratively and and specifically um, when Peter did it um, literally, okay? So Peter walked on water because Jesus, the anointed one, extended what was on him to Peter, right? So my question is, who is calling you to walk on water? Who is calling you to walk on water? Let's, uh, let's go over um, the, the scripture here. It says immediately,
1: <clears throat>
0: immediately, <clears throat> excuse me, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead, okay? So we know the story, but I want to read it so you can get this visual. Um, go ahead of him on to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, uh, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Okay, remember this people, there is already a storm, okay? Shortly after dawn, when uh, Jesus went out to them, he walked on water. He, he was like, "I'm not going around. I'm not swimming. I'm just gonna tell these elements to obey, and that's what's gonna happen." Okay, so he he walked on the lake. Uh huh. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said and cried out in fear, but Jesus immediately, Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, man up, it is I, don't be afraid, Lord, Peter, Peter said, oh, okay, you, okay, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water, and then Jesus said, come, come on, come on, ladies, come on, then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Okay, so he was like, I am, <laughs> woo, I am walking on the water. And remember, there's a storm, okay, still, okay. But when he saw the wind, mm, when he started looking this way and that way, He was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Ye of little faith, you of little faith. I mean, you were walking on the water just fine. Why didn't you stay focused on me? Had you stayed focused on me and what I told you to do, which is simple, come you wouldn't start sinking, right? Why did you doubt? Amen. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind stopped. Okay, remember, it's a storm the entire time. So the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So my question again is who is calling you to walk on water? See, those who encourage you to come into the fullness of Christ will always take you beyond um, yourself. And your comfort zone. That's the first thing that happened when Jesus said, come. He took Peter immediately out of his comfort zone and out of himself. Because one, Peter could not have ever walked on water had Jesus not gave him permission to move in the anointing that was on him. I hope y'all hearing this by the spirit. And he took him out of his comfort zone. He stretched him beyond his own understanding. But I, I can surmise that Jesus walked on water all the time. He was probably playing with dolphins all the time, talking to the sharks. Now it's going to come a time where y'all going to eat people, but don't get out of hand. Okay. All right. Because we need the water. All right. He was probably, you know, playing with the sea sea turtles, but he's on top of the water. Can you imagine? Like, have you ever stopped and imagined Jesus being by himself? Just, just running, running across the lake here and there. Hither and thither, <laughs> I can't. Ima- I can imagine that. <laughs> Praise God, let's keep going. Amen. If you are He, bid me to come. Right. If you are He, bid me to come. If you are who you say you are, I should be able to operate in the same grace that's on your life. But what was the one key element that Jesus did? He gave him permission. He said, come. He announced who he was and then he said, come. Hallelujah. I hope y'all hear me by the spirit. Called out. It's God's business. Who he chooses to anoint. So when he assigns you to a person who is <clears throat> who can walk on water, you better stay close and focus on the promise and realize it's not you, but an extension of what's on somebody else. I just gave you an example first because I just want you to know that in the kingdom of God, sometimes we are operating under the anointing of our leaders and we don't even realize it. As long as Peter had the understanding that I am an extension of Jesus, and it's not me, but him empowering me. Ah! But as soon as Peter took his eyes off Jesus and began to get into himself, he began to sink. See, listen, see, the storm was going the entire time because it says when Jesus got in the boat, the seas calmed. So the same extended grace that helped Peter step out of the boat was the same extended grace that kept him safe from the storm. But how often, how often do we see operations of anointing on our leaders flow over onto us? But as soon as we stop honoring them, as soon as we think we know more than who we've been assigned to, As soon as we think we can run a mega ministry without the input of someone who's been there and done that, we become like Peter and we start to sink. Hallelujah, this is God's business we're talking about. Hallelujah. Now let's talk about risky business. It's risky business to allow pride to tell you that it's about you and not the almighty God who called you. It's risky business. Jude 1 and 24, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, sinking, and to prevent you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. See, he's able to keep us from falling. Only, only Christ is able to keep us from falling, right? Proverbs sixteen and eighteen it says, "Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall." See, pride goes before fall. You want to know? If you want to know a heads up on, on 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 someone who's about to start sinking? Pride is going to be there first. Watch people who shift from honoring, watch people who shift from from having a, a heart posture of, of being teachable, watch people who, who shift from listening and taking godly counsel, like the Bible says, out of the mouth or two, of two or three, let everything be established. When they go from that to this, this, this famous quote, I'm grown, watch people start talking from a high place, back down to a carnal place that's the first the first signs that somebody's about to start sinking hallelujah when they stop when they stop listening hallelujah when they stop uh considering hallelujah godly counsel for those who've been called into their lives hallelujah uh yeah, that that sounds good, but you know, I I just got to do me right now. Just when that starts, yeah, that's that's fine and dandy. But um, mm, I got I just I yeah that then then the next start going and they don't even realize they don't even realize the carnality that is creeping on in and that arrogance of yeah already I know that already. Uh-huh, this is still, we're talking about God's business. Now we're on risky business. This is all risky business, right? Next thing you know, you haven't heard from these people. Next thing you know, they've been gone for, for months. They done left. And now they are in life crisis. You know why? Because they were operating under, uh, under the anointing and the safety of who they were assigned to. So by right, the enemy did not have a legal right to attack because they were covered and didn't realize that all of that grace, all of that mercy was because they were connected to a life source that was praying for them. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. I hope y'all are hearing me. Romans eight eighteen through 25 it says "For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God I mean the world is waiting to see what our spiritual DNA is all about they are waiting to see if we can come from a low place from 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 being carnal to them understanding let me mind my business to now let me deal with god's business they're waiting to see if we can 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 continually go up can can, can we deal with these issues and these situations going on in the world with grace and integrity and truth my god let's keep going for the creation was subjected to fertility uh not willingly not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty freedom of the children of god hallelujah we need to walk in a place of freedom hallelujah the, the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly eagerly waiting for the adoption of the redemption of our body for we were saved in this hope but hope that is seen and not hope it's a seen is not hope for why does one still hope for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it with perseverance we are all waiting for, for that time where we are changed in an instant hallelujah, Where we're living in our spiritual bodies uh, for eternity and until that day happens when we are on the new earth, when we are walking with the Lord, when we have gotten our rewards, when we are wearing our crowns, when we are well done, hallelujah, good and faithful servant, when we don't have any more sorrow and any more pain. But until that time, can we bring the presence of all that we just said, down onto earth now hallelujah because the people are they're waiting to they want to experience the kingdom of god but we so busy minding everybody else's business that oftentimes we've forgotten about god's
1: business
0: hallelujah hallelujah Romans 8, 28, 30, and we're almost done, hallelujah. Likewise, the Spirit also, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray, for as we all, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God, that's God's business. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he predestined these he also called who are we talking about God's business whom he called he also justified hallelujah and whom he justified those he also glorified glorified hallelujah hallelujah that's god's business let's keep going romans 8 31 and 37 for then for then shall we say to these things if god is for us did you see the prerequisite if god is for us who who can be against us he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Who Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, it's God's business. Who justifies, who is he? who condemns. It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake we are killed all day long, we are accounted as sheep to the slaughter. Yet, Hallelujah no God's business. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody say this is God's business. Come on, I'm mute. This is God's business. This is God's, this is God's business.
1: business. God's business. This
0: hallelujah. This is God's business. Ooh, hallelujah. This is God's, hallelujah. Is God's business. Hallelujah. This is God's business. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In conclusion, minding your own business positions you to shift into wholeness in Christ, where you begin to gain access into a higher spiritual level of trust. God's trust in you then causes him to reveal secrets and mysteries about himself, his kingdom, and others, okay? This is where prophetic insight comes in, where we are to take action with what we have been given in order to edify, exhort, and comfort. Hallelujah. It is time for the body of Christ to come up to a place where we are about our father's business. How much have we missed because of tradition? Huh? Not wanting to shift out of a place that is wasting precious time. When will we go from glory to glory and strength to strength and realize that sometimes we aren't ready to bear the full weight of walking on water? The responsibility that comes with such a great call. So God's business is to pair us with others that have already been proven in an area. Hallelujah. And that's where community comes in. That's where Kononia comes in. That's where you're walking with people that have a greater grace on their lives than you comes in. That's where counsel comes in. That's where people pouring wisdom into the ministries you've been called into comes in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then we we are sent out. Then we are sent out. And we go from... Being taught to becoming the teachers, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. Prophet Andrea, can you uh please pray us out?
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah, Father. We just thank you for this message on this morning. Just oh my god, so so rich and so freeing. The work, Father, I thank you that it is resonating in the hearts of your people. Uh, that we, we better understand what it means to not just mind our business, but to elevate into the place of understanding and minding your business, Lord. Father, and even in terms of tradition and the things that have caused us, Lord God, to miss the mark and miss your business, Lord. Father, we repent right now in the name of Jesus and we posture ourselves to really, truly see, hear and understand and move according. To your business, Lord God, Father, we just thank you for the freedom that resonates on this line today from the freedom this message has brought from the understanding that we have no control over anybody's soul or anything concerning where they are going, quote unquote, but we just focus our attention and our energies, our efforts and everything that pertains to us, Lord God, on you following your instruction, following your direction, Lord. Father, we just thank you today for freedom, for freedom in you, Lord God, understanding your business is the priority, Lord. Father, we just thank you for Prophet LA, Lord God, for pouring out we thank you, Lord God, for filling her back up, Lord God, from her preparation, Lord God, to Lord God, just just sitting with you to, to receive what we needed on today. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for Apostle Teresa and the leadership that we have, the team, the community, Lord God, that we have intact and in what you are doing in the midst of us. Father, we just bless you, we thank you, Lord God, and we just look forward to what you are doing in our midst, Lord God, and even as we prepare, Lord God, to cross over into 2022. Father, we just bless you, we thank you, and we just ask you to continue to continue to speak to us about this message as we do move towards 2022 and cross over. Thank you, Lord, and it is in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. Amen,
0: praise God, thank you so much if you like to give hallelujah here is the information <clears throat> leave that for a moment praise god thank you so much on behalf of apostle teresa harvard johnson uh we love you with the love of the lord and thank you for your time on today and i pray that you um received hallelujah god bless you and i'm going to stop uh Stop uh, sharing. Praise God. Amen. Okay. Praise God. So at this time, if you have questions or comments,